everything caravan and camping. They've got everything. Yeah, very good day and great to have you with us for our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast sponsored by ECC Parks. I'm Scotty Hillier from Channel 7, and we look forward to taking you to a different destination around this great country of ours every week. Now, we're going to get you there safely with our weight and towing masterclasses. We've also got tech tips. Now, we're going to chat with influencers, and we're also going to chat with you, the listeners, and I'm looking forward to that. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear if you're out and about, where you've been. And we're also going to have a laugh with Caravan Park Confessions. That is going to be a good one. And every week, we're going to chat to the greatest chef ever given an open fire and a set of tongs, none other than the great Harry Fisher from Fire to Fork. I'm pretty pumped. Let's get into it. ECC, it's a 24-7 marketplace for all things caravanning, camping, and 4x4. Now, with more than 10,000 products available from hundreds of popular brands, you'll find everything you need for your next outdoor adventure. Don't forget, subscribe to the newsletter and save a further 10% off the best brands, products, and prices. They're only a click away. Let's go. Okay, it's time to head around this great country of ours. We are headed to South Australia, a little town called Belair, and we're going to chat to Jenna. Morning, Jenna. Good morning. How are you? I am going very well. Now, tell us, firstly, the name of your park over there. So I'm from the Belair National Park Holiday Park. Oh, lovely. Now, I've done the research, Jenna. It's about it's just over 2,000 k's from Brisbane, which is about a 22 or just over a 22-hour drive for those listening, thinking, we're going to South Australia, but truly, Jenna, it is a beautiful part of the world over there. It is. It is a beautiful space over here in yeah. SA. So we've got, we've, Jenna, we've got millions of listeners at the moment. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> That's what I say. <laughs> but so people listening now, we're going to try and sell your park. So people listening here, whether they're in Queensland, Victoria, anywhere around this the country, are going to come over and visit you guys. So I guess firstly, the size of your park. Tell us a bit about the park. We're located about 13 kilometres south of Adelaide City. Yep, lovely. Um, but we're in a national park, so even though it's so close to the city, it feels like you're out in the middle of nowhere, really. So, we've got twenty current or twenty three accommodation types, yeah. twenty three accommodations. The rest of them would be powered sites. So, about seventy five sites in total. Wow. About twenty six of those unpowered, and then fifty six powered. Wow, beautiful. In terms of, I know camp kitchens and amenities. Run through that for us. We've got camp kitchen. We've got dump point amenities. It's a newly renovated amenities block here a TV room, and we have just recently signed up for some additional land, so we will actually be expanding soon as well. Exciting. Now, big question, Saman, are you pet-friendly? We are dog-friendly only, which is quite unique for a national park. So dogs are allowed within the national park here. They just need to be kept on a lead and not left unsupervised, obviously, in the park. Yeah. Yeah, the same as national park rules. And are you finding, Janet, if you've noticed over the years, People are now just travelling with their little their puppies, <laughs> with with their fur babies. <laughs> they really are. Yes, we have a lot of people that. Um, some of our accommodation options are also dog friendly. So we have yep. eco tents, we have cottages, and we have cabins, and we've got a select few of each that allow dogs in them as well. Wow, lovely! Now, a big thing I know the listeners out there are going right. I'm up nice and early. Where can I go and get a bit of breakfast or dinner that night or an early morning coffee? Are you pretty close to shops? We're about a 
five minute drive from the closest town, which oh. is Blackwood, which yep. is a beautiful little town. It's got lots of coffee shops. It's really got everything that you could need. It's got a hotel there, some nice cafes, and yeah, you can get coffee from here at the park. Oh, nice. We, yeah, it's a really great location. We're about 25 minutes from, from the beach. Oh, wow. About 25 to a half an hour from McLaren Vale, and then about 20 minutes to the city, wow. and just in the Adelaide foothills. So it's really a beautiful location. Oh, you're selling it to me. Like, We've been over to, to South Australia filming with Creek to Coast, but never been to Bel Air. But it just sounds when you talk about location, you are dead smack in the centre of everything. Yeah, it is. It's the best location, I think, in, in SA yeah. in terms of accessibility to different yeah. areas. Yeah. Now, being a bit of a fisherman myself, and I say a bit of a fisherman, <laughs> but so a lot of people out there that love to go fishing that are listening. So I know when we were over there inshore, the King George Whiting were pretty popular. You can get squid in certain places. Yes. And offshore, I do believe you guys are home to some of the biggest tuna getting around. Yeah, my brother's a fisherman. He bought a, he caught a 100-kilo tuna just the other week, actually. 100, 100 kilos? That wasn't off the shore. No, that'll do. Um, but, yeah, yep. I hope he brought sashimi into the park for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't know what he did with that tuna. I haven't spoken to him about oh, it. You better get on him, Jenna, and say, hey, a bit of fresh sashimi. But apart from the fishing, <laughs> I'm imagining there's a couple of walks as well, a couple of other things people can do whilst there. Yeah, we also have a pool here that's open during the summer months. Lovely. For families, there's a playground within our park, but there's also a playground in the National Park. And there's so many different wild wildlife walks through there from three kilometres through to about 25 kilometres. Yep. We've got a little creek running through the park, so it's really picturesque as well. You can yeah, sort of walk through the creeks when they're running. And we've also got a disc golf course behind us. For anyone that's into disc golf, which is, I didn't know what it was until no, it was. It's like golf with a frisbee. Oh, because I've got to say, I'd never, I've never, i heard of frisbee golf, not disc golf. I think it's the same thing. Yeah, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? Have you had a, yeah, go, have yeah, you, so have you had a crack yourself? We have, yeah. It's <laughs> harder than it looks. <laughs> oh, I bet. Uh, I'll tell you what, you're selling the park, Jenna, and I guess for people thinking of, of coming over and saying day, book ahead because I'm imagining you're pretty busy. And when is your busy time of the year? Yeah, so look, we are busy... Winter is our quieter time of year. We do still get quite a few people through there because we do allow campfires so people can sit and have a little fire to keep them warm in the colder months. But really from October through to Anzac Day long weekend, we get quite busy. So weekends do tend to book up. Yeah, lovely. So give you a call or jump onto your website, I'm guessing, the two major ways to contact you. Yeah, yeah. Yep, definitely. Jenna, it's been an absolute pleasure. Belair, South Australia, I am putting it on my little list and hopefully we can get back over with the film crew and do some filming. But thank you again for your time and hopefully the listeners are going to be writing it down and they'll be over to see you sometime soon. Yes, hopefully. We look forward to seeing them. And just a reminder, 65 parks throughout Australia and New Zealand. Now, if you head to all the W's, everythingcaravancamping.com.au today, you can purchase an ECC Parks Family Parks Travel Rewards membership for a ridiculous low 30 bucks. That's all, $30. Now, this membership gives you 10% off all your stay at ECC Parks Family Park destinations in Australia and New Zealand. Discounts and deals while you travel with their rewards, a third night free voucher, and an entry card to their frequent camper competition. What are you waiting for? Get onto it. <laughs> Let's go. Everything caravan and camping. Yeah, g'day team. Hope you are enjoying this, our Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. Go 
going around the world. I'm saying that anyway. <laughs> but time for one of our more popular segments, our Weight and Towing Masterclass. We're catching up with the great Gary Gardner. How are you, Gaz? Yeah, good, Scotty. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Now, first time for you on the podcast, so we need a bit of backstory with you, Gaz. One thing I do know is you're a St. George supporter for the NRL Blues. Yeah, uh, anyway. <laughs> long, long suffering drag of four, yeah. <laughs> but, mate, your background in the industry... You've done it for years, mate. Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, been in the caravanning RV industry for well over 20 years now, getting close to 25, to be honest. Yeah. Really focusing on fitting tow bar accessories, that sort of stuff, and that sort of led into understanding how caravans tow better and what products or what what items can help the, the end user yeah. make their towing experiences as safe as possible, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the caravanning Queensland trade shows I go to with you through Jason Plant and the team, you, there's not normally a spare seat in your classes because people are, as you'd agree, Garrett, hungry for information. They want to make sure they're doing things right. They want to make sure that they've got peace of mind when they hit the road. And that's what you guys are all about with our Weight and Towing Masterclass. Yeah, the Masterclass sessions, since we've expanded them a few years ago now, and they've just absolutely gone off. You, you are yep. right. They are standing room only in some of these things. Yeah. It just goes to show that people are still willing to learn. Yeah. All of us, as I say, you learn something new every day. And yeah. The, the masterclass sessions are a great opportunity to get get in contact with the experts yeah. and share the right information with without any fear or consequence of what you're being told. Yeah, exactly, Gaz. So we are privileged. I'm going to use the word. We are privileged to have the great team as a part of our podcast. So, mate, number one, let's talk about today, tow bar rating. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, everyone talks about all their acronyms, all their ATMs and GTMs, lots of stuff on their caravan and car. But quite often we forget or overlook the fact that the tow bar itself has its own rating as well. Anyway. There's a couple of different classes of tow bars or two or three different classes. So they all have like a light duty, a medium duty or a heavy duty. Understanding the rating of your tow bar and what it's capable of independent of what the tow rating of the vehicle is. Making sure you've got the right product fitted to the back of the car. What are, what are some mistakes, easy things people can do wrong? Yes, like, like it seems common sense, but it, it ain't that common, the old cliche. No, you're right, exactly right. Again, one of the biggest things I suppose I see in just laying at the back of these cars and having a look at tow bars that they've fitted is just forgetting to keep a check on the bolts to hold the tow bar in place. Yeah. Maintaining your tow bar is just as, as important as doing an oil change and doing a filter change on your engine. It's, if the tow bar bolts are loose, that comes loose, tow bar falls off, goodbye caravan, it disappears down the highway by itself. Yeah, no, not good. So people, let, let's say, guess people going away for two months, should should they be doing it before they take off from each destination? Is that, is that a tip or do you do it every week or what are you suggesting? Yeah, I say definitely mention it to your mechanic as you get your services done. Yeah, good. Because if they've got the car on the hoist, they can have a look and chuck a spanner on all the bolts, make sure they're all okay and, yep. and keep an eye on them. But yeah, you as an end user, it doesn't hurt to get underneath it before you do your big trip. Get underneath, make sure that all the bolts are in place. I use the old paint pen. I mark the bolt head and I mark the surface of the bolt going against and just a reference point to make sure the bolt hasn't moved over time. Now, so that's, that's, that yeah. is a good tip. So what do you do? You mark it with a with a, mar- a permanent marker. Yeah, so you know you get a paint pen from one of your local hardware stores yeah. and you mark the head of the bolt or the nut itself and then you mark the solid surface being the tow bar or the chassis or whatever it's being clamped against. Yeah. You mark those two points so the two lines, they align with each other and that's a really quick, easy visual check then as you are travelling around. If it's something you do every, you know, once yeah. a week, you get underneath, stick your head underneath the back of the car and see the two paint pen lines, now they line up together, but the bolt or the nut hasn't moved. Yep. So it's a yeah, good little tip to make sure that it's, oh. you know, in between your normal services. Yeah. You keep an eye on those bolts are being maintained. Oh, I love it, Gaz. Now, if people want to contact you, Gary, 
outside of this podcast, how can they do that? Yeah, so like most of us, I've got a website, totaltowingsetups.com.au. Yep. You can also find me on Facebook under the same sort of name. Yep. Yeah, well, mate, yeah jump on either of those and get hold of my details and I can get back to you. Lovely. And as we say every week, and we will be saying every week, if you've got any questions for me to ask Gary, you can contact me, podcast at every you. Good on you, Gary. Have a good week, champion. Thanks, Scotty. You too, mate. Cheers. <laughs> I uh, hope you're enjoying this Everything Caravan and Camping podcast. It is Tech Tip time with the great Charlie Graham. How are you, mate? I'm going good, Scotty. How are you? Yeah, yeah, good. Chipping away for a battler, as they say. Chipping away for a oh, battler. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, mate, our tech tips, they're short and sweet. This week, it's all about Mike Coolman, the 53-litre with the power pack. What have you got for us? Scotty, I consider this the ultimate adventurous pack. The awesome thing about 53-litre, it's nice and compact, and it's a dual-zone fridge. So I can have my ice creams, I can have my nice cold <laughs> drinks, and I can load that thing up and head down to the beach, and I'm set for the day. Wow. Talk, and talk to me about the power pack. So it is a 15-amp magnet lithium power pack, and it is revolutionized the market. And the cool thing is you're only ever going to find this with my Coolman because we have the pattern. So what you're saying is you, you, don't, need, you don't need to run off battery, 240. This my Coolman will run off its own little power pack. Yep, that's it, mate. It just magnetises on the side of the fridge. Wow. You plug it in and you can pick it up and go away. Mate, it's changing. It's changing the way we camp. You can make sure that the beers are going to be cold 24-7. That's it, mate. When I pull up to Burley Hill, I don't need to <laughs> make sure the car's close anymore. I can walk on there, on my house, roll my picnic blanket out, and I'm comfortable for the afternoon. Good on you, Charlie. All right, mate, that is a great tip, and we will catch up with you next week. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Talk to you then. <laughs> Let's go. Everything caravan and camping. Okay, it's that time of the podcast that I, I don't know whether to look forward to, be afraid of, but Caravan Park Confessions with Jason Filippini. How are you, mate? Oh, good thanks, Scotty. It's a great day. <laughs> it is a great day. And what have you, what have you, after last week's one, people, people have been emailing you just saying, what is he on that man? But you hear them. What you're telling us is 100% fact, all these different confessions. It is fact. It is stuff that I've actually seen. Whoa, and this boy. one today is a great one. Okay. All right, mate. I'm sitting back. Let's go. Okay. So I walked out into one of my parks and I saw this old gent. He, he was a one-armed man and he's standing there and he's staring at one of the cabins and he, he's pointing with his knob of his elbow because he's only got half an arm and his jaw open pointing at me going, look at that. And here is this beautiful international traveler standing in the door of the, of the cabin, absolutely starkers. The poor man was about to have a heart attack. <laughs> the one-armed man pointing, pointing at our backpacker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a backpacker with half an arm, and he didn't know what to do. It was the funniest thing I've seen. The park will remain anonymous. Oh, mate, I look forward to these every week. Good on you, Jace. Thanks, Scotty. Well, it's that time of the podcast to catch up with our influencers who are out living, eating and breathing the RV world in this great country of ours. And we've got a special little treat here with the team from Living a Lap, Peter and Ricky. Hello, team. Hey, Scotty. How are you? Oh, I'm chipping away for a battler. What about you, Pear? <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing all right, mate. We're I, doing all right. I, I bet you're doing all right, Living a Lap. So I guess first up, Living a Lap, how long have you been on the road? Tell us a bit about yourselves. Yeah, so Scotty, we're in our seventh month of travel now and we've got the kids with us, we've got two boys and Pete and I are really enjoying life on the road and this caravan lifestyle, which, yeah, it's full time for us now. So Ricky, how old old are the kids, Ricky? 
So they're 10 and 7. Wow. So there's a lot of people listening out there thinking, we're thinking about hitting the road. We've got kids in that age bracket. How is it, Ricky? Is it is it pretty easy with the kids? I'm sure it has its moments, but but overall, has it been pretty good? Oh, yeah, definitely. The kids are the happiest that we have seen them. Living in a caravan and out on the road, you just notice that they their whole personality comes out in different ways. Yep. They're building fires. They're making new friends. They're building spears and <laughs> climbing yeah. trees. And, yeah. yeah, there are times when it is tricky, but there's also times at home when it's tricky. So it's yeah. parenting on the road is the same as parenting at home. It's just in a different location every day. Oh, I love that, Ricky. And, Pete, what about schooling are you have you turned into the headmaster <laughs> yeah the enforcer yeah the enforcer <laughs> yeah. But, we, uh, yeah no it's good it's good we take it in turns and whoever got the mental capacity that day to give it a yeah. crack they give it a go and get the kids in the right headspace but yeah as far as their schooling is they're learning a heap with what we're teaching them in their homeschooling but yeah. as well as what with yeah. what they're seeing and doing so it's uh, great. Oh, I totally agree. I think they're learning, as you said, you do their bit of homeschooling, but what they're learning in life skills and just general being out there with other people and doing it, it it's invaluable. You just can't, you won't be getting that at home on a little computer or a laptop, whatever some kids get up to. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So where are you, team? Where are we right now? Give us a little description where you are. We are in the NT at Dally Waters Pub. Stop at the moment. Lovely. Love it. <laughs> Which was a funny little eye opener last night with the band playing and all the cowboys out the back cool. mustering up. But wow. yeah, it's, it's, it's a great area. Choppers, yeah. absolutely choppers full of people. So it's interesting to see because we yeah. haven't had that many people. Yeah. And, and where uh, was lately. home for you guys, Pete? Where'd you, where'd you leave? Tell us your journey when you left months and months ago. Where'd you leave from and, and what are you told? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're Gold Coast based. So we yep. had a construction company for the last six, seven years that we um, shut the doors. It gave us the opportunity to do what we've been wanting to do for the last 12 years. We've spoken about it, but haven't been able to execute it. Yeah. Um, so once we shut that down, we had no excuses. So went and bought the Ram 1500 and a um, Golf uh, 21 and a half foot caravan, something big enough that we made sure while we're on the road. It's more of a life for us. Uh, while we're doing it, we don't want to set up or take time to do it. We want to just get in and go. Yep. And that's the idea of the bigger van. So you just said, mate, so it's been years in the making. You guys had looked at each other and said, Ricky, I'd love to go, Pete. We want to. So it's been a, a long, long process before the time was right and you guys just went, stuff it. We're selling. We're going. Yeah. It has been, as Pete said, 12 years of talking about it and it just never seemed the right fit. Things would change. ACES started school, so then we're like, no, we won't do it now. Our business went through a couple of hurdles and we're like, no, we won't do that now. We had a lot of wins, so we're like, no, we won't do it now. It was was really COVID for us that changed the game because we were able to then make that decision to close. It was the right choice for our family and for our business and it's actually been the best choice because it just allowed us to pack up and get on the road. Good on you. But I think the hardest thing over those years is actually making that decision to 100%. pull the pin and yep. pull the pin and go, and yeah, to actually do it. The greatest no regret. We could have made. Yeah, I was going to say no regrets, Pete. You're so glad you did it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good we'll make you. the most of it, and we'll yeah. make sure we tick off the box all the way around, and yeah. not rush it. That's the biggest thing. We we just want to make sure we can see everything we want to see, and yeah, not try to rush our way through it. 
And from the Goldie, did you do the East Coast? Did you go along the Sold or did you duck in inland? Is there a couple of spots for both of you that on the way up to where you are, you thought, wow, this is so cool. What a beautiful part of the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, we tried to do it. The original plan was to follow the seasons around anti-clockwise, which is what was going for the time that we left. And we got to, we were at Clareview yep. up at Barra Crab there. And we got the call from the What's Up Down Under team and said, you've got to be down in Victoria in three weeks. So oh, we took a big U-turn, went down central Queensland, New South Wales, and got down there. But uh, 1770 was a great spot for us. We oh, really enjoyed it up there. Yeah, it is good. Still laid, then, laid back in there, isn't it, 1770? It's ageless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Fantastic. But Yeah, and then actually the change around the seasons where we were down south for the winter was something pretty cool too because we're used to the hot weather and we don't usually get a very good winter where we're from. So we, yeah. we did the south coast uh, and saw these areas down on South Australian Peninsula in seasons that we wouldn't usually see it and had it all to ourselves because no one was down there. Yeah, so. of course. It was, it was amazing because we don't usually have to wear beanies and rug up in <laughs> 17 layers and have four jackets on and all the rest. But for us, it was a bit of a novelty. Yeah. And when we've run into other people and they've asked where we've been, excuse me, they think that we're absolutely crazy for being down there in winter. But it was the best experience and yeah. we just had the whole place to ourselves. It, yeah, was, it was actually an eye-opener of travelling out of season that yeah. we hadn't ever considered before. Yeah. And that's probably one thing that we'd recommend to other people that even if it's out of season, it's still worth going because you just have so much more. You don't, you don't have any crowds. You don't yeah. have any lineups. You, <laughs> the cafes you have to yourselves, you get yeah. to actually chat to the locals a bit more and it was it was really lovely. And and I guess talking of the locals and the, and the, the people that sell the local produce and the fuel, they love to see you too because it's normally their quiet time. So to see someone lob in with a big big ram and a big van, like and and, and <laughs> I know that's something that you guys share, like you really do push is to support the local towns that you're in. That's a big thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And we found we were down at Stony Point, and Stony Point Caravan Park was an awesome spot for us, and great for fishing and squidding yeah. and. The, what we found was the locals there, the fishermen, they hadn't seen any other travellers in ages because it was freezing cold and they were chatting to our kids about it. They were oh, giving good. us all the hot tips and all the best spots to go. And yeah, it was, yeah, yeah the locals love it. And yeah. especially the, even the local convenience stores, cafes, hairdressers, we still need all of the key things that we do at home. But when you can support the towns that you're in it. It's really important. How good is that? And what's on the list from now? You're in the NT for a little bit. Where's next, Pete? Where's your next couple of stops? Yeah, well, we're heading heading north. Yeah, we'll go. We'll be at Catherine soon to the Litchfield. Yeah, Litchfield and Kakadu. Stay in Darwin for a couple of weeks. I've decided to pick up a few weeks' work there just to pay for some yeah, extra fuel. I'm hearing you. I'm hearing <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, buddy. I have. Hey, I'm hearing you. A little bit of work here and there. Or you know what? A lot of the people yeah. we do chat to are doing that because it makes sense. You're not just going to have a big bucket of money. You can continue to jump into. So no. if you're handy and you can do a little bit of work on the trip, why not? It makes sense. Hey, I'm carpenter by trade, yeah. and I've, I've been off the tools for sort of seven years, doing little bits and pieces on yeah. the tools myself. I haven't lost it, but. We pulled into Adelaide in peak hour and there was a chippy pulled up next to me at the satellites and got the ca- family in the van and the caravan on the back and two to my horn and said, went down your window and he went down his window. I go, mate, you need a hand for the next couple of weeks. 
goes, oh, yep, what's your number? And I was working for him the next day. So. Unbelievable. Hey, what a story. <laughs> that's, that's actually how easy it is to train. Yeah, there you go. Hey, champion, why, normally people think, oh, I'm going to get abused here. But it's like, actually, oh, you got some work for me? <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is great. And what about on the road team with the kids? Any little tips? Any little tips you might have picked up or something you might do differently or or you're doing it all really, really well? So probably one of my biggest tips for other parents and mums out there is that you can plan the trip down to the finest detail. You're looking at the cars that you're going to buy or the van that you would ideally think would be best for your family, the places that you're going to go. But the one thing we didn't plan for was family dynamics and everyone's emotions that can change yes. because you you don't realise when you're packing up your whole life, you're saying goodbye to work, family, friends, there's going to be an adjustment period and that's yeah. probably something I wasn't expecting and every day for the first sort of six weeks for us was a little bit of a roller coaster, depending on who was feeling yeah. it. So yeah, I'm hearing There you. might have been a day that I was a bit out of thoughts, oh my God, what do we do now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're travelling and then the kids were almost looking at us like, what's the... What's going on? Are we going back? And I <laughs> yeah. think just yeah. understanding that there is going to be an adjustment period would be my biggest tip because yeah. yep. it's something that I didn't consider. And it actually now looking back, we were all just finding our place in the van yeah. on travel days as well, how that would work for us as a family. And also the setup and pack down. Everyone's got a little job that they do now. Yeah. And if you can have that from the beginning, I think the kids, feel a part yeah. of it a bit more and they adjust really well. My skills in packing down has gone out the window now because yeah. boys do it all for me. <laughs> but it's so true, Ricky. Give them a job That's and, and they know what they do. That's such a good tip. You've got a place in this whole living a lap situation. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And, uh, well, hopefully once the podcast gets going a bit, we might come back and revisit and say day to you guys and see where you are and how you're travelling and what, what you've been up to, what fish you've been catching or anything like that. Yeah, we'd love that, Scotty. Yeah. The Everything Caravan and Camping guys have just been yeah. awesome to uh, work with and see Good. all the advice they give out. And, it's yeah, we love it's Everything Caravan fantastic. and Fantastic. And, Pete, where can people follow your travels? Living a lap of you, YouTube, Insta, what, yeah. where can we follow you? Yeah, yeah, Living a Lap, YouTube, on Instagram and Facebook. So. Easy, Living a Lap. Even I, even the dumb fisherman could spell that, Living a Lap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pete, Pete and Ricky, it's been great chatting with you. Good luck on the road with the kids, and we uh, we will catch up sometime soon. Got it here. Thank you. Oh, I hope you're enjoying this, our podcast, Everything Caravan and Camping. It is time. Oh, this is my favourite, one of my favourite segments, because I do love my tucker. I'm a big man. Fire to fork, Harry Fisher. How are you, Harry? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. How's Western Australia treating you? Good. Still the best part of the world? Oh, mate, it's pretty hard to go past, especially <laughs> when you want to get out and bush. Actually, <laughs> there's just no one around. So you're in Broome at the moment, or you lived in Broome a little no, while? No, lived in Broome, but Broome a little while back. But yeah. no, we're down in Perth now. Just had a new baby, so I'm getting oh. a little bit, yeah, getting a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah, Got stuck in the house for a little bit. Number one, bub. Number two. Number two. Number okay. two. You're, you're, yeah, you're, so, you're an old head. You're an old head. But I, I yeah, remember filming. You know yeah, I do, actually. I've got two boys. But I remember filming yeah. in Broome many years ago. We've got some lovely big sailfish up there. One of my people ask me all the time, oh, your favourite spots to visit? And definitely Broome is up there. But, mate, not about me. It's about cooking. People want simple recipes, and you are the man to give us something that they want to sit around a fire and cook up. And I'm going to ask you one thing, Harry. Yeah. On the spot, favourite food to cook with? What would be for me? Oh, look, I'm notorious for it. I'm shocking for it. And there's one thing. There's two things. I will 
go out of my way, go massive to massive length to have a different variation on steak and chips. It's just oh. one of those things that I can't stop cooking. I love or just steak and potatoes in any yeah. form. And I've got really creative with doing cold oil chips from using Wagyu fat and stuff and like oh. getting really into the weeds with it. But for me, honestly, yeah. I find steaks incredibly forgiving because I only cook on fire. Yeah. Um, it's basically impossible to have a steak too hot. If you get that good sear on it, you don't need any fancy equipment. You don't need a cast iron pan or anything like that. But I've done comparisons of cast right. iron pans that just straight on the coals or straight on the flame even. And nothing beats a steak done on the open fire. It's just absolutely magic. So for me, 100% steak is a great the great yeah. starting point yeah. and then you can go and do whatever you want really from there you can have beef teriyaki which is one of my favourites yeah. you just basically get teriyaki sauce and baste it and flip it every 30 seconds don't marinate it that's a fun trick oh. you just always got to yeah you got to baste flip baste flip baste flip you, and you'll have a teriyaki beef that tastes 10 times better than any restaurant because you've actually they, they can't do that in restaurants they don't have somewhere for it to all drip down and stuff so definitely the teriyaki beef is yeah, a huge favourite of mine. And then you can do steak sandwiches, you can do hanging tomahawks, you can yeah. do beef ribs, whatever you want. So people, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So people travelling. I've got recipes on just about everything. I was going to say, I bet you have. So travelling <laughs> in the RVs, don't be afraid to do the old steak on the open fire. Now you said flip. I've heard you get your, your fire nice and hot. You only turn a steak once. You turn it twice. What's what's Harry's take? How do you cook the perfect steak? Oh, that's a very interesting one, actually, because if you have a really consistent heat source, like you know your barbecue backwards, right? You yep. know how hot it gets. You know roughly how long it's going to take to cook a steak. Totally. You can just flip it once. Yep. Fires are different. There can be a bit of breeze. There can be a bit of this wood's a little bit different. It's a little bit colder outside. All that kind of stuff really makes an impact. So for fire, which is my sort of specialty, yep. I flip all the time because that way you can monitor the heat. Yeah. You can go, oh, actually, it's not cooking as fast as I want. Let's quickly push some more coals under there or whatever. But that constant monitoring, I find, leads to a much better result than the more more old school. Yeah. No, you have to leave it for exactly four and a half minutes and then flip. Yeah. No, yeah. When you're dealing with something more live, alive, like a fire, yep. yeah, you've got to keep an eye on it. Are you cooking the steak? Oh, silly, there's nothing silly. There's no, never a silly question, Harry. You're not putting the steak. No, no, what, are you, are you putting a grill on top of the f- open flame or is it a is it a cast iron plate? What are you cooking the steak on? That's Usually a grill. So I okay. use a little grill basket. There's a company called Osbry that make them. They're like a stainless steel basket. Yep. But they're a dime a dozen for the – they're relatively cheap ones that are just steel. Yep. You can grab one of those and they sandwich the meat or just oh. use your standard old cheap grill that goes over the fire. Yeah. And that's great. You don't need any kind of special pans, anything like that. Unless you're trying to make a pan sauce afterwards, I go straight on the fire. And if you want to get really simple, throw it directly on the really? coals. will stick to it, but then they'll, yep, then they'll fall off. Ash is not crunchy. Ash doesn't taste like anything. So you can eat a little bit of ash. Yeah. There'll be no sand on it. There'll be no dirt on it. It's bloody delicious. Also known as a cowboy steak. Are you? I've never... Oh my God, I'm so glad we've got you on this podcast. Are you saying <laughs> to me, you put the steak straight on those beautiful red coals? Yeah, and it works a treat. Get, an get out of town. Get out of town. That, no. that is Great. amazing. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm trying that one, mate. How can people, if people want to watch you doing this or, or, or get the recipe for themselves, how do they catch up with you, Harry? I do have a book, so you can buy that oh, pretty much anywhere, BCF, and yeah. all the camping shop stops, as, as well as all the bookshops, or just come to my website. And then, of course, my YouTube is completely free. Jump on there. It's got everything from teriyaki beef to I cooked like a $400 tomahawk lamb, which was ridiculous and hilariously fun but yeah it was was more of an exercise in in excess 
Unbelievable. Harry Fisher, fire to fork. You're an absolute legend. And if you do out there in the listening to our podcast, want to fire any question for Harry, podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Harry, I cannot wait for next week. I'm going to go home now, build a fire in the backyard and put a stake straight on the coals. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. Thanks, See thanks, you, See you buddy. All right. Cheers, buddy. See you, mate. Let's go. Now, don't forget to head over to the Everything Caravan and Camping podcast page at all the W's, everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Sign up to the newsletter for your chance to win a $50 voucher to spend on the ECC marketplace. And don't forget to catch up on all of our ECC episodes. You go to where you get your podcasts, or you can head over to all the W's, everythingcaravanandcamping.com.au. Well, there's another podcast done and dusted for this week. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. As per usual, I have an absolute blast chatting with everybody. But hey, we want to hear from you, the listener. So we want to know if we haven't covered something off, you've got a question in regards to safety, in regards to cooking, in regards to anything. You can even say, Scotty, you said that wrong. Whatever. We want to hear from you. Send us an email, podcast at everythingcaravancamping.com.au. Be safe out on the roads. See you next time. Let's go. They've got everything. Everything caravan and camping. Let's go. They've got everything.